Blog Talk Radio. I forgot that she was a little girl. Um, 
Wow. And David Foster, uh, David Foster and a lot of other producers are working with her. And she already has a couple of CDs out. And she was just immaculate. I enjoyed I enjoyed her. I have to say, I um, hate to say it, but uh, I enjoyed her more than Popline. <laughs> and those are my buddies. So I know they she's are. She's going to go a long way. And she's going to go a that's long excellent. way. Well, I was Jay, very that, that you that. I mean, really, like you were saying, like I'm, I'm looking here right now on our Wikipedia entry, which I will put on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash parentskidsmusic, that she was born in April of 2000. She, like, she never even thought a day of the 20th century. And, like, she's only 11 years old. And, and it's amazing what, what can happen, like, when your talents, when, like, that perfect storm happens where whether you're discovered or you end up on a one of these reality shows or one of these contests like America's Got Talent. And that is just amazing that, as you said, like that she's had a number of albums out. Like, wow. Right, right. Years old. And, and she has right voice. Her voice is incredible. She's like a uh, baby Celine Dion. <laughs> Incredible voice. So I'm going to be looking out for her. She's like a, you know, she's, I'm kind of like a little Celine Dion little doll. And uh, she she was wonderful. And I enjoyed her, and I was very impressed by her her voice. You know, the voice, her voice is immaculate. And you'll see, if anybody saw that episode last night, they, you know, she got a standing ovation, and she was great. So, you know, check her website out. If you guys are interested in some great singing, this little girl has some pipes. Yes, and go ahead. I know we're still waiting for Gail Davis to join us on the show, as I'm very excited. We've got two guests. We've got two different kinds of guests. We have some really great people that are on, and Gail will be joining us in a second. And that, that's an exciting thing here as we're heading Towards now that America's Got Talent is over, you've got the TV season starting, and there's lots of big shows that are starting, and you've got like the X Factor, which is beginning. And there we are. Hold on. Just hold on. I think she may be in the queue. All right, I'm going to. I believe this may be Gail. Hello, Gail. Is that you? Yes. Good afternoon, Jay and Ian. How are you? Excellent, Great. Gail. Thank you for thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. I mean, I'm excited as you as we were saying that we've got two guests today and that we've got a lot of different things that are going on. You've got a lot of talent happening. We've got the finale of America's Got Talent and as we were saying before about how Pop Life made it to the finals. They did it with the whole thing, but they made it to the finals, making I'm sure that the entire city of Oakland is happy. Yes. Well that is that's happy a great thing. Well, the, the whole thing is it, it that's an it's an excellent opportunity. It at least has given them some type of viability. 
So that's that's good. That you know, that's how we sometimes that's how we have to look at things. And I think Absolutely. it's really great that they I think it's really great that they went that far because they're a very talented group of people. Yeah, so they're, I'm, they're I'm looking forward to, <clears throat> Yes, they are. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing more from them. Well, we, so. they should have a lot. You know, their their father, uh, a couple of members, his father is uh, Dwayne Wiggins and the Grammy Award winning uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. So I'm pretty sure we're going to hear a lot from them. And uh, we're going to hear a lot from them. They're so young. You well, know. well, you know, even it, even if we did know that they were from they, their their dad or their relatives were, you know, within the industry and has done very well, they will do very well on their own. They have great voices. Right. They, they have absolutely great voices. So, Ian and, and Jay, what's going on for today? Well, what I hear is just a lot of good stuff happening. As we've got our guests, we've got we've got the new TV season coming. We've also one thing I'd like to talk about is I mean we're on an internet radio station right now. We're on Blog Talk Radio, and I can. I'll, I'd just like to say that I finally, after years of considering it and complaining about prices and wondering about stuff, I bit the bullet and I actually signed up for Sirius. And not with the actual satellite dish, but directly from the Internet. And it shows just this complete shift in just any content. Like, I've got my Netflix. I've got Hulu. So you've got everything just coming from the Internet in the air, and it's just infinitely directional. Well, that's great. You know, one of the things I was looking at, you know, you look at who's going to offer the best music channels for the best description, and now we've got the the cloud situation with Apple, with Lion, and, you know, ways of streaming your music from different places, and now we have Sirius, and now we have Spotify, which is really make, is, has made a grand opening here. Then we have the Google Absolutely. Music Service. Absolutely. You know, we've got so many things at our fingertips. It's going to be interesting to see which one goes the furthest. What are your thoughts, Jay? Well, you know, I'm looking at Spotify. Um, I think that's the, one of the newer ones. And the fact that you can listen to things and preview things a little bit better there, I'm looking for them to come up with some great things. Um, um, so we'll see what happens there because it's, it's the race. And all these different outlets to get music, we're gonna see which one which one people like the most. But I'm a so far I'm liking Spotify. Well you know what's really also great, Ian and uh Jay, I think what's going to happen too, especially with our youth population, they no longer now really have to worry about piracy issues because of the Google music service. Spotify is pretty much free. You know, this is really the cool part of the whole thing. We now don't really there's have the, to take music from each other. But right. there's the freedom, but it's just also about the compensation. How do the people that make this music make their money? And I know they've been losing a lot of money, or instead of making the hundreds of millions of dollars, they might be making tens of millions of dollars. Well, the other side of it, too, Ian, you know, another side of it is, how you know our next guest Kevin Lee can actually share a little bit about that with us because he's with Beats Audio, really cool with Dr. Dre. And I think that you know cool. some some of that is that you know when we when we think about it, you know kids like their stuff, they like immediate gratification. So 
that's one side. With immediate gratification and being able to listen to the music, but Ian not quite have it where they own it, it's going to be really great because they're going to want it. And they're going to want to own it and be able to pull it from the cloud whenever they want to. And that's going to mean ownership. And what does ownership mean? You have to buy into whatever the subscription model is or you have to buy the music itself. And so we're now going to be able to reteach our kids to respect the music they get. And they'll respect their own ownership of the music. It'll make them feel good. Because I think now with these kinds of models, it's going to be hard to do a lot of the piracy stuff that they were doing before. Also, I think that it's just been the last decade has been just experimental on the technology side and also just on the business side, on the legal side. Like, there were just all these just embarrassing, and I the word I'm certainly using is embarrassing lawsuits where the recording industry of America would sue somebody for, like, these exorbitantly high prices for for stealing their music. And in terms of like a public relations standpoint, that was certainly not the way to go. Like it's to the point where it's like you see these things and you see like this single mother in Indiana and they're and they want to sue her for like a hundred thousand dollars that she doesn't have, that gives more ammunition for people to steal. Saying that's not cool. So it's about creating a balance, creating a positive image. I know that one company, which has always been like in the bottom of the barrel when it comes to customer service and perception, is Ticketmaster. And they've actually really only just recently started turning around and facing the public and even admitting we've been wrong, we've We've been, we've had some really nasty business practices, and we're going to be transparent about it. We're going to let you return your tickets. We're going to communicate with you. We're going to make it as harmless as possible to actually get tickets to the events you want and not have to worry about spending like $1,000 for a scalper. That's funny that you say that, Ian, because. Admitting, like these companies, being able to admit that they're wrong is important for them to be fair. Because a lot of times you don't know what the sales are. So I think the company that's more honest is the company that's going to win. Because even with public music publishing, a lot of times when the publishing companies are collecting money throughout the world, they don't, they don't actually tell you every place they're collecting the money. So you might not get your fair share. But by the companies admitting that, hey, we made a mistake, we're going to be fair, then you'll have more, more of the songwriters and artists uh, pretty much uh, working with that company because they're fair. And that's, that's the company that's going to win. The Ticketmasters, uh, whatever publishing or website that's going to give the best bucks to the artists and also for the songwriters. Um, BMI and ASCAP, they're no longer playing that role as much because things on the radio are different now. And you got all these websites that are selling music now. So now we gotta depend on these websites and the, 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 the new the new guys. So that's important that uh, that you said that the one that's the most fair will be the best buy for all of the artists. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, I think I, I, I have to agree with both of you. I have to agree with both of you. This should be interesting. It should be quite interesting. I, you know, I, I'd have to say that I think that um, Spotify is going I, – I have to agree with – you know, I'm kind of um, between the two. I have to admit with what I heard from Ian and what I've heard from UJ, I'm caught in the middle of the Sirius and also Spotify. It's like why not just have both? That's, that's where I am right now. Why not just have both? Because I, lo- I love the fact of Spotify because I started with Spotify over in Europe. So I love it. The music is amazing that you can get. The only thing I don't like about Spotify is they make you go up in price and level to get their international music. And that's the part that I don't think is too cool. Where Sirius has so many different stations internationally, it's like I can get so much from that from the subscription they give. So it's kind of cool. So it's like, you know, it's, I'm, you know, I think I'm just going to go one month and do both and the Google Music service. I want to just try all of them instead of just, you know, and see which one does the best, you know, because I'm hearing yeah. some kids are see, saying that Google Music is too slow for them, okay? A lot of the kids like Spotify. They love it. I think okay. Sirius might be a little bit for the older groups. <laughs> I, I think mm-hmm. I think the thing with Sirius that what I like about it is they're actual professional radio stations. You've got DJs, many of them who had worked for years on traditional radio. So it's like a lot of what I'm a big fan of when it comes to music is discovery. I want to find out about new artists. I want to find out about music that I'm not listening to and perhaps like my friends and people I know are not necessarily listening to. By having a professionally produced radio station, that that's one way to share it. I know one good thing about Spotify is people are allowed to make playlists, and that goes on a social level. But I think it's kind of like the same thing with you have you have like user generated content and you have professional content. For example, people there are web people will make videos on YouTube, or maybe they'll make web series. But at the same time, there's also TV series that are highly acclaimed on, let's say, HBO, which the person making a, a, a series on YouTube, it's one thing, but when you've got, like, these multi-million dollar budgets and you've got name actors and talent and you've got all that behind it, it's a different experience. And it's like, Gail, yeah, what you were saying about experiencing them both, experiencing everything. But it's like the thing I like about Sirius and also, is certainly, as I was saying, the professional content. And it was just weird for the first time in six years I could wake up and actually turn on Howard Stern. Wow. Is everyone here? Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm still here, Ian. I'm just just listening to what you're saying. And I think that... um, the reason why I like the Spotify service is because the offline mode, um, you um, you can do stuff without, but I think much better without an internet connection, and you can keep the music flowing once you get your songs intact. So, um, I'm, I'm so certainly why, a fan of that. This is this 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 is I don't know if you tried it. Have right. you, uh, I was just um. Have you tried the offline mode? 
Have you tried the offline mode? In I have not on my computer. I know it keeps on saying that music's been downloaded. Because mm-hmm. at this point, usually what I'm, like in my own computer setup is uh, whatever, my laptop's always around Wi-Fi. It's, however, it's my phone. I'm not ready to pay $10 a month for mobile access to Spotify. I know we've talked about it on the past shows. I think that Spotify is a great product. Also, I have an older iPhone that does not allow music in the background. It's like if I paid $10 for Spotify, the only way I can listen to music on Spotify is if I have the Spotify app open and listening to music. I can't play it in the background. However, that's something I... That's something you can do on the later phones, like the iPhone 4, and I think even the 3GS allows that. I'm sure a lot of Android phones. But I think at this point, Spotify, the $10 for Spotify a month is something I'm not open to paying. But that's me today. So another big thing which I've learned about in Europe has been that the Spotify model has been actually somewhat easy to duplicate. There are actually cable companies and phone companies that actually have, that actually include the price of the music service as part of the phone contract. And the thing is, the the services they're using are not Spotify. They're using their own services. Basically, they do the same exact thing as Spotify, but to the customer, it's completely free. Okay. But I certainly, I think the biggest thing, and I know I was talking to Gail about this a while ago, was the, I think that it's like when Apple let go of DRM for music, it allowed lots of, it's not even competitors, because people tried making their own iTunes store and failing. <clears throat> I mean, like, there was like the Zoom store, and that just didn't turn out. But what it did was it allowed for innovation. <clears throat> it allowed for new ways for music to be accessed on devices that are not made by Apple. And trust me, I'm a Mac fanboy. I and that's I have full disclosure <laughs> about that. So you're talking about you Android and the the other uh, hardware. I mean, Android's obviously, they, I mean, the thing is there's actually, I believe now, more Android phones than iPhones. It's like some, right. I mean, a lot of people compare Android and, and the iOS to iOS being Mac and Android being Windows. Because Windows is, a, is an OS which is available for systems that are not necessarily made by Apple or made by the one company. Apple only licenses, doesn't license iOS. They only allow iOS on their own iPhones and iPods and uh, iPads. Right, right. You know, I, I think that the whole thing like we're mm-hmm. talking about here, if we break it down to easier terms for the youth, the youth that listen to our show as well, I think the, the interesting thing is that I hear a lot of kids talking about, you know what, I like Spotify because just like we were talking about earlier, 
the Spotify, you can create your own playlist, and people can draw from those playlists. It goes out viral. I don't, I don't like to use the word virally, but it goes out based on social media platforms, and it's a lot of fun. It allow, what do teenagers want to do? They want to share with each other. They want to, you know, compete to see who has the latest music. In fact, they want to discover new music so they can, you know, tell their friend about it, something that hasn't been heard yet, and that's what Spotify offers. Now, the whole thing is, when I really look at it realistically, guys, when we were growing up and some of the kids now, okay, they have cell phones, they have every, they have all their computers and everything, but the funny thing is that whose mother and father has already got their child on, you know, even the wealthiest to the, to the most urban parents? You're like, you know, you've got a cell phone, you've got a MacBook, you've got an iPad, and now you want me to do a subscription for you for music? I have parents say, go steal it like you usually do. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, it's kind of funny. So, And I've heard parents say, listen, Spotify is free. Go use the free version. And they're like, well, we can't find new music, you know, because the kids are smart today. They're not like, oh, you can give them a quarter, like, you know, and send them away like it was done maybe some years ago. Now it's like, okay, give me 30 bucks and maybe I'll go away. I can take my girlfriend to the movies. And then right. they're back the next day asking you for more money, you know. So it's like when I look at Sirius, I love what I was checking out what Ian was telling me about yesterday with Sirius, and it's really cool. But I don't know, Ian, that I see kids doing that. I see more people that may be in college level doing that or maybe a little older. Right. I, I think the biggest issue with Sirius is that Sirius was designed to be like cable TV for radio. Was it, and was it designed as an Internet service? No, it was designed as a basically as a model for um, subscription based and to be paid through subscription. Yes. And and a subscription radio based, like you said, like a like almost like cable TV. And I think that's the reason Ian two and Jay people haven't bought into it because they you know it's like why pay for radio when I can get it free? Right. I don't I don't think they realize. I don't think they realize, Ian and Jay, what series really offers. I don't think they realize it, you know? What no, do you they, guys don't. Think? they don't. Re- I, I, I they don't, don't realize. realize. I... Go ahead, Jay. They don't realize. Exactly, you know, they don't realize what they offer because usually that product is actually when you buy a new car and they have uh, interrestrial uh, uh, satellite radio in your car. But what's great about the Spotify thing is the social media integration where you people with existing Facebook and Twitter accounts, they can share. So I don't think you can do that in your car, you know, because, you know, that's kind of like uh, satellite radio. But the fact that the social media integration that Spotify allows, you know, all registered users can integrate their accounts and with their existing Facebook and Twitter accounts. And I think that's where you get a bigger social thing going where it could be huge because now you've got all these people on Facebook and Twitter they're all sharing songs, talking, having a great time, and everybody's library is kind of filling up. Absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, the social aspect of it is powerful. I think that it's just like anything else. You've got so much stuff out there. It's, it's who it's about finding those people, whether they're famous people or they're your friends at school who they know what's cool and they'll tell you what it is. And yeah, like Joe was saying earlier, 
Yeah, like Gail was saying earlier, nobody knows the theory. They don't know. Most of the kids, they don't understand that thing. It's basically something in their dad's radio in the car, you know. And, you know, you have no commercials. So when I get in my dad's brand-new car, I tune into the satellite radio station, and that's all it is to them. They don't have any interaction. Well, that's thing that Gail was saying. They don't have any interaction with it. So that means really nobody knows about it because they're not interacting with it. Whereas with these other, with Google and, and Spotify, you're actually being a part of this whole, you know, social media thing, and you can interact with each other and share your favorite songs, and, you know, uh, that's the greatest thing. And, and you can even import, on Spotify, you can even um, import songs from iTunes into Spotify. Since, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> which is kind of cool because I know the Beatles catalog is not available on Spotify. So the only way you would get That's the Beatles right. catalog is actually have somebody you know allow you to import those songs over into your Spotify account. Yes. And also one thing that is, one thing that Spotify and actually a few other services, like it's there's a big rumor that Facebook's music service is going to be starting in the next month, which will actually integrate Spotify. Like Gal and Jay, have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Like basically it's not just Spotify, but there's also some other similar services or I hear similar like like radio or RDIO dot com where what they're gonna basically allow you to stream songs from your Spotify account or directly onto Facebook. So you could actually not just share here's here's the title of the song or go to Spotify, they might not have a Spotify account or might not be in a place where they can actually open up Spotify and play it, but they can actually play songs that people share directly on Facebook itself. Oh, wow. And that, like, this year has really been a very exciting year for digital music and finding new ways to listen to it. It was like what Gail was saying about Google Music Beta, which I remember a few months ago when I got my beta for Google Music and I started uploading my entire catalog. It was taking a long time to upload it. And at that point, having a Mac and having an iPhone, the only way I was able to actually listen to it was on a computer with an internet connection. I mean, there's an Android app where you can listen to stuff. And now there's all, now there's a web-based, interface for the iPhone. And what Gail was saying about, like, kids finding it too slow, how does it have to, like, take... The buffering takes a long time. That's the thing that always annoys me. And I always... My biggest test with any music service is mobility. And if I have my phone, iPhone, plugged into the car stereo, will it will the music play without stopping? And and that's one thing I always liked about Pandora, because it actually, like, mm -hmm. downloads the next song in the background. And the way yeah. Sirius mm -hmm. does it is that they're, like, maybe, like, a few seconds behind the actual satellite broadcast. Well, Ian, let me ask wow. you something. You know, I'm, I've been listening yeah. to you and Faye, and, um, you know... You know, I think out of all of the services, I think my preference, I, I have to go with Spotify, man. I just have to go with Spotify. It is 
like one of the most amazing services. And the other thing I like about Spotify, even though you do have to pay a certain amount of money for it, it offers music of different cultures. The content is amazing, and, you know, when you create playlists or various playlists, it allows for youth to, I mean, and, and, and that's what we focus on here, youth and adults technically, because we are all big youth. We listen to music all the time, but it allows us to listen to music from various places around the world. Like everything there, I... Hello? Yes. That's um that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's that's very important to have an unlimited uh uh download where you can you can listen to music around the world. Um I was looking I was seeing that, you know, for ten dollars a month, um you can get that unlimited uh download thing and the free thing is like uh ten dollars a month and uh I think you're gonna listen to music most of the kids are gonna listen wanna listen to their iPods or whatever they're downloading it to for more than ten hours a month. So I think ten dollars is not that much you know, to have, and then you're supporting the industry. And uh, I just believe that that's the way to go right now, you know. It's not like it used to be in the back in the back in the day where, you know, $14 CD or $20 CD, you can have unlimited songs for $10. That's really cheap, and it's fair to everybody in this economy. And I, I think that's great. I think Spotify is, you know, I think it's the way to go. And you can try it out for free just to see, and, uh, and that's great. But the, the, the fact that, that, that it's connected to Facebook and Twitter and what everybody's doing right now, they have a jump on everybody. So I'm going to go with that, and uh, and I might just uh, get a $10 account too because, uh, hey, just to look for all the songs, you, you know, in your catalog, you'll be at, in your catalog looking for all these songs. If you had to look through all your CDs, you had to look for stuff. Here you can just Google, you can just, uh, search it, search engine it, and you can you can find any song in the world, and that's what's great because it opens you up for the rest of the world, not just being stuck with American music. You can go all over. So uh, I believe they're from they're a Swiss company, and um, they've done a great job. You know. And also, and what I like ideas. about it is it's. It's still it's it's professional. It's not like a YouTube for music where anyone can upload a song. There's still a professional quality. There is still there's still a door to go through. I know, like I've spoken to someone who uses CD Baby. Are you guys familiar with CD Baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will see for people that know CD Baby is a service that allows you to give them your music. They'll press CDs or they'll sell the CDs. And they also have a service where they'll get your songs on iTunes and they'll get your songs on some... And things are also on Spotify. And that is very cool. And the idea... But the thing is, there's still a level of professionality in it. Right. Right. Now, I'm wondering, like... I'm also wondering, like, the the quality of the MP3s there. Are there 128... Kilobytes or, or they, you know, you can have different MP3. So I'm wondering, and I don't know, but I'm just wondering, is the quality, audio quality on Spotify different than on Google, or do they have different, um, or do is it just random, like whatever we can get? Like I remember when we had Napster, you had to, you had all these different songs played at different rates, 
and they were encoded differently. So some of the songs sounded good. I know you remember, Ian. And then some of the songs sounded like, ah. So well, I, I think a lot of it was about uniformity. So is there, a, is there a standard now where MP3 is, you know, supposed to sound at this rate? Is 128 the standard? So those are, that's I'm not, one of the questions I'm, I'm I'm not sure, and Jay, you know what, we'll get back to that later because, you know, we, we do have our first guest. So, Jay, are you ready? I am very ready, yeah. Excellent. All right, Gail, you want to you introduce our our first guest today? Yes, I am very proud and privileged to and humbled to introduce a young lady that I met uh, some time ago last year, and uh, her name is Constance Ikaku. Uh, Constance is an incredible journalist who is uh, based here in the United States under Nigeria's top newspaper called This Day, and she was the head of the bureau here for Washington, D.C. in the States. She's written an amazing book called Half a Century of Challenges and Progress, and I would like to just introduce her and have her share more about it with us. Uh, she's here for a short time uh, with touring with her book, and we are really privileged to have her on our show. So, Constance, welcome to our show, A Parent's Kids Music. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. And, and, and so, uh, Constance, uh, I'd love to introduce you. We have uh, Ian Eisenberg on the line. And we also have Jay Logan, and of course, you know, we know each other. And Constance, we would just love, we have like a few questions for you that we'd love to ask you. And one of those questions is, you know, having the opportunity, you know, to have studied in the United Kingdom, the United States, and also Nigeria, and have a perspective of Europe, United States, you know, Africa and all different parts of the world must be amazing. And in writing this book, can you tell us a little more about what prompted you to write the book and what, you know, what you think people here, especially the youth here in this country, can learn from reading your book? Uh, well, it's, it's been an amazing experience uh, traveling all over the world, first of all to the United Kingdom and later coming to the States. I think that it gives you an amazing knowledge about different people and gives you different perspectives as well. So it, it, it's been wonderful. But when I was uh, living in the state in Washington, D.C., I met a lot of Nigerians that were bitter about the problems at home. And they used to wonder what we could do as individuals to help out our country. And then I saw there so many Nigerians on an individual basis that were doing very well. But as a collective group, you find out that people's potentials have not been harnessed together. So I decided that I should talk to a couple of Nigerians who have expertise in the country and have worked in different areas of the country and said, let's put together this book looking at the economy of Nigeria, looking at where we are coming from, where we are and where we should be going, what are the problems and how should we work on those problems? Because I believe that instead of complaining and talking about the problems, we should be part of the solutions and looking at ways that we should go forward as a country. And that's what the book is about. Let me ask you something. This is incredible because, you know, with the youth in this country, and I know that the African continent as a whole, whether it's western part of Africa, southern part of Africa, northern or uh, south, one of the things is there's a growing population of youth 
My question to you is what do you think our youth here could learn about your country and the support of the solution there and coming together with them? I think there's a lot. In the book, you you get to see uh, that uh, when you look at different nations, developed countries, for instance, in Europe uh, and America, for instance, you would see that historically those countries faced a lot of challenges. They did not just wake up and become developed and become wonderful. People had to decide to step out there and say, this is how we want to move forward and this is how we're going to do it. So I think that the youth will learn from the book that the future is in their hands and the destiny is in their hands. So they will be the ones to say, our parents have done their bit. We should be looking at what we can do for our own selves and for our children as well. So I think that's part of the things they are going to see from the book. Also, it has a lot of history about Nigeria. And what the book talks about also applies to other African countries in general. We have about we have more than 52 countries in Africa, and Nigeria is the biggest country in that continent. So there's a whole lot that can be learned. But the most important is that it challenges you to get up and do something today instead of waiting for what the government can do for you or what other people can do for you. What can you do to make the country better or wherever you are, your environment better? Country, I want to ask you, I wanted to ask you, Constance, how would our youth uh, around the world benefit? Give us some more of that benefit from reading your book. How would the youth uh, around the world benefit from reading your book? Well, the book, it can be, can be found on Amazon.co.uk if they want to get uh, copies. Uh, because I, I published it myself, um, although I would like to have a publisher in, in the U.S. If, if I get one, but... I just thought that it was an important work, and I didn't want to wait to be looking for a publisher. I decided to do it, put it together myself. So anyone that wants it can get it on Amazon.co.uk. I think that also, okay. Constance, one of the things, Jay, um, can you share with me, Jay, with us? I, I think I, I got another part of that question you were interested in knowing, Jay. Can you share that again with us? Yes, I wanted to know how the young people, what would the young people benefit? Like, as far as the kids and the young people that's coming up from uh, around the world, how would they benefit uh, from reading your book? And can you share some of the chapters in there, like specific parts of the book, some of the chapters where they can benefit from? How would, they, how would we oh. see how you grow from reading your book? Okay, there's a chapter called Emerging Leaders. And um, this particular chapter was a contribution from uh, a Nigerian who had worked, who had who had worked in government, and I asked him to look at how young people should see themselves as leaders of tomorrow. So in that particular chapter, if you read it, you you begin to ask yourself: I am am I a leader or am I a follower? If I want to be a leader tomorrow, if I want to make an impact on my society, what should I do? Should I wait for someone to come and tell me to do the right things or to make a plan for the country or not? So I think when they read that chapter, they will be challenged to want to become something in their society and to want to uh, make a contribution to their environment. There's also um, other chapters that talk about uh, corruption. 
which is a problem that we, have, we face in our continent. So when you read that chapter, you're going to be asking yourself, am I part of the corruption that sort of destroys society, or should I be a unique person and a special person that decides to do the right thing? And then I think that after you finish reading it, you make a decision. Am I going to be someone that when I get into a position of authority, I would make the right decisions uh, that will affect people positively instead of joining the crowd and be as uh, destructive uh, as them? There are other chapters that also talk about the economy. We are, the whole world is facing global economic crisis. So for people, for instance, who are interested in being, becoming economists or who want to go back to school, you might say, okay, I have a skill that I think that I can use in my country to better the economy. I can go back home, you know, from wherever I am and say, I have this particular skill and this is how I want to make a contribution to, to that country. So there's, there's other chapters, but these are the few that, you know, that I think that would ginger anyone that reads it to want to uh, make a contribution and do something positive. Hey, Ian, thank you so much for that, um, Constance. That was great. Ian, I remember you had a question for Constance around music in her country and tech. Ian? Oh, I, I have a con. I have a question. I have another question also, Gail. Um, and that was about music and technology. I was wondering, a constant music and technology in um, Nigeria. How has it changed the youth in your country? And what are some of the advancements of music in Nigeria, like far as the music and technology and some of the stuff that they're doing in in Nigeria and in Africa that has to do with music and technology. Oh, the, the music industry in Nigeria is going through a wonderful revolution, if I, if I may use that word. There's a lot of young people that are going to the music industry and the, and the acting industry, uh, and they are doing very well. In my country, which is quite traditional, that, that is an industry that parents did not encourage their children to go into because you were seen as, as irresponsible and not a serious person to go you know, and decide that you want to sing. <laughs> you, was, you were supposed to become a doctor or uh, uh, a nurse or a lawyer, you know, or an engineer. Those are the professions that parents encourage their children. But with technology mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, with television, the explosion of television all over the world, there's so much American influence in terms of music. We even have young musicians in Nigeria that are collaborating with Americans. The same thing with the acting industry. We have young Nigerians that are collaborating with uh, people in New York, you know, to go to acting schools, to get some skills. And, you know, we have this big uh, industry called Nollywood. People are coming to school in New York, getting their skills honed, and going back home to, to do acting. So there's been a lot of advancement. I think that we still have a long way to go, but there's better reception now. People are more uh, receptive of the fact that their children decide to go into these two industries. So I, I think that it's getting better, and it can only be better in, in the future. And let us, let us know some about the education uh, processes that are going on in your country. For as the, uh, the kids, you, you spoke a little bit about the kids coming here to college and to the universities. Are they building universities and colleges over in your country now? A lot of that's going on. People are going to school there a lot. Could you share some of that? Uh, knowledge with us, please? 
Yes, definitely. Education is a very important uh, factor in Nigeria. In fact, most people struggle to get a degree because if you don't have a degree, uh, it's difficult to make uh, a good future for yourself. So there's so much emphasis placed on education so that you see that a lot of people that have the opportunity to, to, re, uh, to study up to high school eventually go up to the university level. Uh, in terms of loans, student loans, we are not very advanced. So you see that uh, people do not get a lot of loans to go to school, but they rely on parents, on families, and friends to sustain them. Sometimes it can be difficult, but because of the emphasis placed on it, on the importance placed on education, people go out, do what they can do, and go to school. There's also an explosion of people going abroad to get more degrees. For instance, people go abroad to get a master's degree or a PhD, and then after a while, some stay back, some go back home. Like I, I did my master's in England. Eventually, I went back home and decided to make a contribution you know, uh, to my country. So you have a lot of this going on. Uh, I think that we have enough, we don't have enough uh, universities. We do have many universities. But because every year the number of people that are going to universities are increasing, I think that we will have to build more universities for the future. So uh, I think that there's room for improvement in, in that sector as well. Is, is, is your book widespread in your country? The, your book that you wrote, is, uh, is it widespread in your country? Are people reading it and you... People have read the book. Uh, a lot of Nigerians are reading your um, publication there. Uh, well, I just uh, launched it in March this year. So because I published it myself, I've had to, it's taken me some time to do the distribution. So I have in a couple of bookshops in major cities in Nigeria, for instance, in Abuja, uh, in Lagos, and in Port Harcourt, uh, you know. So the, the distribution is a bit slow, but uh, in Abuja, basically, most people have access to it because uh, they can just walk into a bookshop and pick it. Uh, in the future, I, I think that I want to get it into more uh, states. And the way that I want to do that is to go to the states and encourage uh, the government and individuals that have the financial uh, strength to buy the books and give out to students give it out to students in high schools, in universities, you know, and then also mm -hmm. get uh, the schools to use it as a curriculum so that people have access to it. Constance, That's wonderful. Um, and I have one, I have one want... other question for you. Just, um, you know, switching over to another subject, we want to get a little more into the music and tech side. And I know that um, Ian had a particular question for you, um, and I believe he's back. We had a little bit of a technical error there. But, Ian, would you share that with her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to know about the kind of music that you listened to growing up and how it's made you the person you are today. <laughs> Okay, growing up, um, did I have any particular music? I'm not sure, but I, I think that I was influenced by American music a lot, um, and so do a lot of Nigerians. I listen to Michael Jackson, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's a lot of the, the 80s music, the, the Soul Train, you know, I can't remember their names, but very, very dancey kind of hip-hop uh, you know, music and R&B. We, we, when we went to parties, you know, they would put on the music and then they would do a dancing competition and then we come onto the dance floor, we dance again. 
then you get a, a prize for being the best dancer. Most of the music we American music, actually. But my parents, they listened to sort of more cultural music, which we were not so open to because we were glued to the television and radio, which was international all the time. So I think, yeah, American music influenced me a lot, and I still enjoy it up to today. So a huge influence of American music growing up. Like, um, like, yes. how did you listen to music? Um, who introduced it to you? Was it on, I mean, TV, radio? Was it stuff like your family shared, your friends in school? A, a lot of them were just played on the radio and on the TV. A lot of them were radio. You just had a tune on radio, and you know, I, I don't, I did not know, I don't know how the radio stations. Uh, got them, but they just play it regularly on the radio, and then you begin to listen to it, and then you ask about the lyric, and then you you cram the lyric, and then they are singing, and you're singing along, and dancing along, you know. So most of it was just through TV and radio, and of course when you also went to visit friends, uh, some of them their parents had already bought the the CD or the cassette, and then they slot it in, and you're also uh, listening. That was how we were exposed. Uh, to, to music. Excellent. And, and what did you... What was that? Oh, no, I'm sorry, Ian. I didn't realize you were still going. I'm sorry. And then let's go even further. Like, what was your parents' music like? My parents' music? <laughs> I remember my yeah. dad was a countryside person, I'm trying to remember, there's a name of an American musician that um, he used to play. I think it was Don Williams. <laughs> is, is Don Williams American? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think he, he used to like Don Williams a lot. It was very country. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's the only one that that's I can great. remember for now that he played a lot. Well, you know, Constance, you know, we're we're getting ready to wrap it up, and I want to ask you a couple of uh, two last things. One, if you would share where people could go to find your book, you know, the, the URL for that and the website, and also, you know, what is the one last thing, you know, do you about music and technology? Do you think music and technology is going in the right direction now that cultural music from your country can be heard and other places around the world? Well, I think uh, in Nigeria, uh, music is doing well, but I think it's, some of it, especially the music videos, are quite vulgar. And I don't know if I have a right to decide what people would want to watch. I don't know what the censor sense, the boards, uh, what criteria they use to approve a particular video, but a lot of it is vulgar, and a lot of women in the background almost naked. So I don't know if there's something they can do about it. If, if they still do that, that means people actually watch it. So maybe people like it. I think that if that is toned down a little bit, it might be good because some of it is played on TV and young, very young children have access to TV and they watch it at a very young age, which I think might not be very good for, for them. Uh, in Nigeria, they've, uh, they've tried to uh, bring in our cultural beats uh, into modern music. So it's not just playing uh, modern American music. They try to bring in uh, local languages. There's something called Pidgin English in Nigeria. They also use it in their music, and still it sounds hip and modern. So they're doing very well uh, in that aspect. 
Then in terms of my book, uh, we, you, you can get it on uh, amazon.co.uk, amazon.co.uk. Once you go to Google and type amazon.co.uk, the name of the book is Nigeria, Half a Century of Progress and Challenges. Nigeria. And where, can find, where can they find out more information about you? Okay, it's a... Uh, www.halfacentury.com www.halfacentury.com Well, Constance, I want to thank you. We had such a great time with you, and you actually offered thank us some you. information. Yes, that we would not thank you very of. much. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. No problem. And we will definitely be sending this out among Facebook and the social media crowd to let them know what's available in your book because it's amazing from what we're listening. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Ethan and Jay, would you close us out? Thank you. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow. All right. That was what a great. great show we've had today. <laughs> I mean, that was wonderful. Great guest, just in yes. just sharing sharing her her wealth, everything, and even like even the, even just going to the heart of the show and going into the musical background and where it has brought her. What what a great guest and what a great show we've had, Jay. And you know Gail. what. Yeah. It was, and I have to say in, in parting, Ian, what was really great is this, the well-roundedness of the guest. I mean, Constance Absolutely. was able to share with us about her book and also her music taste, and you have never thought that Michael Jackson and all of that was such an infusion in their culture at that time. Like, such like a heavy amount of American music. I was expecting answers about about things that would be more local. I mean, it also... I mean, growing up, growing up in in the years and the decades before what we talked in the first part of the show about how easy it is to get music from all these internet services, just how, just how like how powerful and just like how, how well traveled American music and just like just like movies and especially also like movies in Hollywood that American music has just traveled the world and how so many people can, can connect to it. Like, and Jay, like wow. Do you have, I know. And, Jay, do you have any parting thoughts? Because we are – we have such a great guest that we're almost off out of time. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to ask both of you guys, uh, what is your treasure.net? And then we can, and we can, we can part. My treasure is, is – What a great show. <laughs> what is your treasure, Gail? You know, my treasure is being able to do the things that we do every day, Ian, like this, sharing with people what's possible around the world. My my treasure is that, yeah, that we have this ability. And it's just like years ago when I first discovered the Internet that we have that the communication channels are no longer this unidirectional thing from like this one radio tower or TV station into our homes. It is a completely interactive, like it's 
in so many different directions, and we've got less than a minute. So, Jay, what is your treasure? My treasure is wonderful to host the show with you three. This is a great show. <laughs> Excellent. This Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We will see you next week. Thank you, everyone. You have an excellent day. And here are Parents Kids Music. <laughs>